we were told, hey, it's time to do your famous predictions episode. So here it is, 10 predictions for 2021 and beyond from Dos Marcos. And let's pause on something. I think we can all agree on number nine. Not about that. Number nine is going to be good. And by the way, Kinsley, speaking of number nine, did you know that the nationwide primetime event is coming up in nine? The number nine has nothing to do with that at all whatsoever. I thought you were going to say in nine days. No, 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 no. Actually, it's March 16th through the 18th. And here's the deal. Everybody's at home and they're looking for ways to grow business. And you know what? The primetime event is it because you're not spending money on air travel, right? So you can just log on and go to the virtual event tons of education classes for everyone. And just by being part of it and all the deals you get with their hot buys, it pays for itself in spades, not just the hot buys, but the fellowship, right? So you get to go to the education uh, sessions, listen to their keynote speakers and learn everything you can and keep growing. You know, I noticed that we're not speaking this year. So we'll, we'll go in and support the guys that are. Yeah, we'll cheer them on. Hey, it was astronauts, we'll then it was Dos Marcos. And we're excited about whoever's coming up this March, but definitely go to nationwidegroup.org and get signed up. And uh, hey, you know, we got to, we got to say a proper, it's not even a farewell. It's a, like a next chapter we're getting ready to write with our dear friends at Podium. So we're doing some different things with our friends at Podium, which has freed up a slot for our amazing good buddies at door counts. And if look, Go to doorcounts.com if you want to check out this company. But I could tell you, these are amazing people to, to be a part of their little tribe. And this company is growing like wildfire because of what they do. And, you know, look, it, it's, it's going to be the year. And this is actually in our predictions episode. It's going to be the year of going from data to doing. And I think DoorCounts does that exceptionally well. So here, let me give you a couple of data points. Average ticket is up 11% from last month. And it's also up 11% from January, 2020. And, and they're getting this data through the door count system, which it's, I mean, yeah, it's the camera that takes a picture of somebody whenever they walk in a door and they can assign it to an upboard so your sales team can do something with that person and properly serve them. But it's also this mountain of actionable data that you're gathering behind the scenes through all of this tracking that happens through the door count system. And, you know, right now, one of the things I love is the 90 day cure traffic blindness offer. So they're going to give you the door count system completely free for 90 days. And at the end of it, if you don't like it, you can keep the camera. Not only that, Jerry told us, he said this, we will buy it back for $150. So if it really doesn't work for you, then they're going to buy it back and you're going to put 150 bucks in your pocket just for trying door counts. They are that confident in it. And people are taking them up on this offer and it, it's working for them. I mean, it's working for these so, retailers. So what you're saying is not only is there no risk, but if you try it, you can actually make 150 bucks. That's right, man. Skins in your pocket. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this later in the show when it comes to predictions, but if you have data and you don't do anything, what's the point? So they give you data that you can do something with. That's pretty awesome. Check them out. You got you to gotta try them out. Everyone that's using them loves them. So Yeah. And we were talking a lot about driving foot traffic to your store, and it really is going to become of critical importance. Once you spend all that money to get that foot traffic in your store, making sure you maximize every opportunity. And I'm telling you, if you're not using door counts, like our buddy Luis, he came on the show and talked about it. You're missing huge opportunities. So uh, this is the year of going from data to doing, and you can start that journey at doorcounts.com. Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. Meet your guides. I'm Mark Kinsley, president and CEO of Englander. And I'm Mark Quinn, co-founder of Spink & Co. and VP of Sherwood Betty. Together, they are Dos Marcos. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one.
Here we go. I like the end. I like the countdown. That gives us something exciting there. So, okay, I got a story for you. You ready for this? Hit me. Okay, so 16-year-old boy, my son Nick, right? So he just moved to Rogers, Arkansas. And he and his buddy, uh, Ty, got invited, and a couple others, got invited to this bus trip, right? And so you get on this party bus, I guess, and you then go and you just drive around, right? So a driver drives you around and there's loud music and dancing and all kinds of stuff. So it goes on the, the party bus. He's a little nervous, you know, it's all juniors and seniors. Like they were the only sophomores on the bus. So somehow they got invited. So that's kind of cool. And so he gets on this party bus and he, he meets this girl. And so he gets into a conversation with her and one thing leads to another. And, you know, he's like, hey, this is going right. And so he leans in for the kiss and she kind of, you know, puts the hand up. She's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, what? Like, I thought this was going well. And she says, not here. So Nick's like, oh, all right. So like, you know, we're on a bus. Like, what do we do? So she says, go to the back. So of course the back of the bus is where all the fun happens, right? So Nick walks to the back of the bus with her. And so they get to the back of the bus and there's a couple of guys kind of standing there and the guys that are standing there are kind of blocking off the back. And there's like a little lounge, like a bench and stuff back there. So Nick reaches into his pocket and I had given him a 20 right before he got out of my car, just in case he needed cash or anything. So he slips these guys a 20. He says, I know you're back here trying to protect like this space. He's like, why don't you guys take a walk and uh, let me occupy the back of this bus for a little while. So he pays the guy, he greases the guy's 20 bucks and he gets, he gets to go to the back of the bus and he gets his kiss. So not bad, right? Pretty pretty freaking uh, creative approach to getting that kissed. All right, so I'm going to add to it. We're not going to do 10 predictions. We're going to make 11 predictions. My <laughs> 11th prediction, I'm going to start with that one first, is that Nick Quinn, he's going to be all right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird about him. Ever since he was a little kid, he always wanted to be the guy tipping people, right? So at a restaurant or if there was any reason at all to slip guys cash, Nick always wanted to be the one to hand the money. And we were just in downtown Chicago and there was an out the, the, the rosebud. Actually, we wanted to sit outside and there was a line to get outside. So I gave Nick some money and I said, go, go give this guy a handshake with the 20 and see if he can give us a table outside. And so Nick did that and we got our table, but anyway, he loves that stuff. So I think he's taken that approach and turned it into uh, kissing a, um, a, a, a junior. So, I mean, props to the kid, right? He, he, he got it right. So you're telling me during the pandemic and COVID kids are still making out. I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time believing it. Well, you know, I mean, yes, I guess. I mean, would that have stopped you when you were 16? Come on, Not a be bit. honest. No, <laughs> not even for a second. Yeah. I wonder if there was like a virtual kiss set. Did he actually touch lips? I mean, do you just get really close? I'm pretty sure you're still kissing. So I really don't want to know the steps of dating that actually take place now, because I'm pretty sure no. it all starts on Snapchat, which famously came to be whenever Tiger Woods had sent some compromising photos to, to, to a lady and Snapchat came out and said, we make everything disappear as soon as it's sent. Now, behind the scenes, we later found out that wasn't entirely true. Uh, but from what I understand, Snapchat is where dating starts. And I was talking to a kid on the, on the plane, this book like a couple of years ago on the way to Vegas. And he was going out there for uh, the pro rodeo finals. And he's just a really nice kid, had a great personality. And he was tough. Which is a big party. That event is like one of their biggest events in Vegas, that rodeo. Yeah, it's huge. And he was oh, telling yeah. me, um, I was asking him like how he like talks to his friends. He goes, oh, it's really not texting, it's Snapchat. And I said, how come? And he goes, well, because, you know, we don't have phone plans right away, but we have a device that hooks up to Wi-Fi. So you can get on Snapchat and communicate just pretty much however you want to. And I was like, okay, so that's, that's the hook. That's what's going to get them involved early. So, hey, and oh, speaking, yeah. speaking about, we're talking about predictions and social media. What about uh, Clubhouse? I mean, you're in on this, right? I am in on it. And every time a new platform comes out, doesn't it? Like, so you're trying to evaluate that and you go, all right, so how can I use it? Is it, does it have longevity? Should I even bother signing up? Is it a flash in the pan? So we both signed up. Thanks for a good buddy, Brett Thornton. He invited us in. And I've been into a couple, I had one yesterday and Brett, great. 
But essentially, when I'm trying to break it down, I'm like, so what is it exactly? Clubhouse essentially is an organized conference call, right? And so it's not like you're, there's any chat function to it. There's no video to it. Essentially, it's a way to join the app in, in the community, connect to other people in your space, and then join live conversations about what's happening in their world. So it's really different and unique. I've enjoyed kind of, you know, learning my way in. I don't know, Kinsley, I mean, you've been into it a little bit. Like, do you think it's got staying power? I mean, is this something that's going to be around for a long time? I believe in the audio format. Mm -hmm. I think that we've seen a huge uh, revolution in audio and mm -hmm. started with podcasting. I mean, we've been doing this for five years and started with podcasting. Uh, but I think it's only going to evolve from there, you know, because Do you think it's going to make its way into normal, like traditional, like websites and media that way. I like it because just like podcasting, you can do it in the background. So you can listen to your podcast whenever you're working out, mowing the lawn, washing dishes, doing work around the house. So it's something where, okay, I can put it on, it's entertaining or it's informative and I can go on with my day. I can go on my commute. So that's why I kind of think about Clubhouse in a similar vein. I'm like, is this a platform that, that serves that need in society? And I've always said that podcasting is the medium of the modern age. Because we can, mm -hmm. I mean, right now you're, you're doing something, probably other things. Maybe you're working at your desk. Maybe you're walking on the treadmill. Maybe you're walking your dog and you're listening to the Dust Marco show. So you can carry on with life. So that's why I like Clubhouse for that factor. And, and it's also a little kind of just, I get to overhear what other people are saying, but I don't necessarily have to participate. So you can kind of be fly on the wall and see what's going on in, in a lot of different areas and interests. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I was actually at the DMV getting my Arkansas license as I listened to uh, the whole conversation at Clubhouse. So I was able to like sit there and like listen in and uh, participate because it was audio. I didn't, no one needed to see me and it wasn't disruptive in any way. So I really like that, but I'm with you, man. I think audio is a big deal. Um, and, you know, if people are smart, maybe they'll start incorporating audio into more media, right? Like on my Bible app, the For You Bible app, the devotional I get every day, like has an audio version. So what do I do? I roll over my routine in the morning is, or three, if I can't sleep, I pick up my phone and I, and I, I, I get into the good, the book, the good book. And so now I can like, I don't have to put my glasses on and, you know, have any light in the room. I can just listen to that. And it's really awesome. I love it. Hey, there's your bonus prediction. Actually, this is going to be 12 predictions. Number one, okay. Quattro, Nick is going to be okay. Yeah. Number two, we're going to see an enhancement in the revolution of audio. And I think you're going to mm -hmm. see audio paired with lots of different content. And I think that's going to create a new standard. How about so that? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, oh, I love that. I, I think that's a great bonus prediction. Can I ask you a question? If, if you and I were on that party bus with Bridget and Tara, would we, would we be peeling off 20s to get to, back, get, get to the back of the bus to make out with our wives? Hundies, man. Hundies, Benjamins for sure. 20, 20 bucks, maybe get you 10 minutes. Like we want to reserve the back for the rest of the duration. Hey, before we, uh, before we hop into um, uh, more of our love lives and predictions. Oh, wait, but before we do that, hold that thought. By the way, I, I just have to say this because I don't want to leave audio. Do you know, like we were talking about audio. Do you listen to audi audible books, audio books? You told me right before the show, we had a big check come in from Amazon because a lot of people are buying come back to bed in the audio version. So there's a true testament to that. So everybody out there listening to the show, if you, if you were one of the people that have been uh, buying the book or picking up the audio version of it, thanks for that. Appreciate it very much. Uh, we want to hear from you. Tell us what you think about the book and uh, the two losers that read it for you during the uh, experience. Yeah. And if you want to pick it up yourself, head over to Amazon audible type in, come back to bed. We're the, the book with the blue cover, not the picture of Mark Quinn shirtless. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a romance novel he did in the past. Life. It was the eighties. He was yeah, confused. Right, 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 right. So uh, our our actual predictions coming up, but I think we should I think we should help people drive a little bit of 
a little bit of foot traffic. What do you think? Wait, wait what you got I, there? I, I do. Well, no, speaking of foot traffic, right? I got a really good one from the book, right? All right, well, hold on. Let me, let me properly introduce this. Oh, well, let's go. Are you ready to drive more foot traffic? I sure am. How about you, Mark Quinn? I'm ready right now. I want to I want to go walk and in, in, go walk into stores at this moment. So check this one out, right? So this is from Lori Warner, uh, Randolph Home Furnishings, okay? And so she says, do a girl's night out. It's Friday. How appropriate, right? So we're recording this on a Friday. Girl's night out. Put on some nice events for the ladies in Ohio. So use your space, Kinsley. We talk about this. Um, use your space for things other than to sell in. So have a little cocktail party, a little wine and cheese get together uh, and bring people into your space and just celebrate, have a good time, have some fellowship, wear your mask, all that good stuff, but uh, bring people in if you're in a state that allows it and have a good time with that. I think it could be kind of fun. Yeah. And Hey, maybe as part of the girls night out, you get your own party bus and go pick everybody up. And the next Ooh, thing like you know, that. people are making out in the back and slipping each other 20s. Now that's a mm. foot traffic driving idea right there. Brought to you by Door Counts, the only known treatment for traffic blindness. No, the UPS guy didn't come into your store five times today. Those were customers and you have no idea what happened to them. Door Counts is the cure for traffic blindness. Increase conversions, boost sales, and make customers happy. Visit doorcounts.com today. And don't forget, 90-day free trial. You don't like it at the end, you get to keep the camera or Jerry's going to peel off 150 bucks and give it to you just for taking your time, doorcounts.com. Prediction number one, supply chain issues and verticalization in the industry. I think that we've all had enough time here over the past few months to recognize the supply chain issues. What's causing it? Probably a variety of factors. You had labor shortages whenever stimulus checks came through, and a lot of factories were having a hard time getting employees to come back to work. You had raw materials being redirected to other areas, such as non-woven material being used for PPE and masks. And now all of these different bottlenecks in the supply chain have created those type of issues. And, and quite frankly, I'm hearing from some people, they believe that there's profiteering going on now. So people holding back raw materials and profiting from that, um, which could have ramifications in the future, but all of this is going to continue to impact us. And I tell you what, if stimulus checks hit again, it could be very good for the economy. And we, we, I think there's, there's, there's a, a place for it, but we have to look at the, the ripple effect of that, which is another huge influx of demand for our industry. So what, what happens if, if that comes into play and we see another spike in demand? Well, you know, you, you think about supply chain issues and the, the, the result of that, right? So it is a potential verticalization. So I've heard people talk about, so how do we co-supply our business, right? And coils is the big one. Uh, unfortunately for Legan and Platt, they've had a lot of issues, but I've heard people talk about, so how do we start making coils in our own factory? Um, and the shortages are causing people to say, oh my gosh, right. And, and they're not like, it's not the only ones, but it's just the easiest one that comes to mind. Um, you know, if, if we had better supply on our raw material, how much bigger would our business be for 2020, right? So it could have been much, much bigger. And so if your supply is coming from a single place or, you know, maybe a marginal second place or whatever, if you don't have a strong supply chain, you don't have anything. And so when, you know, big things happen, you know, they're, they're starting to think about, all right, so how do I firm up my, either my relationship with the supplier or how do I do it myself? You know, my partner in England, Simon with Harrison Spinks, he talk about verticalization. He grows his raw materials. He now weaves his own ticking. He makes his own coil. He draws his own wire you know, so he's really getting vertical so he controls his ecosystem. So I think it's an interesting thing to watch. I don't know how many people can actually that are, are big enough, Kinsley, that they can actually do things like that. But the big boys out there, I think they're probably giving consideration to every option, don't you think? I think so. I know they are uh, because I've spoken with many of them and anybody who has been making their own coils they're saying it's created a huge advantage for them in the marketplace, you know, whenever they've had supply chain shortages, especially with Springs. And so what does that mean going forward? You know, do, 
do more people verticalize in the industry? You know, you and I talk a lot about the factory direct model, which is, it's amazing. And, and every single factory direct producer that has a retail operation out front, they tell me their close rates when they bring people into that factory are eye-popping, like 90, 95% close rates. And so as people look to create an enhanced experience, as they look to verticalize their business and limit their exposure because of supply chain shortages or issues, um, is that something that, that there's an appetite to move toward? You know, is, is the capital there? Um, is the business moving enough in that direction with all the spikes that we've seen with the direct-to-consumer, roll-pack business, e-com, online, whatever you want to call it? So it, it is something that um, you know, we've talked about for years also because you have to think long game. Okay, so in the short term, if you're spinning your own springs and putting them in your mattresses and you're limiting your exposure to those supply chain troughs, that's great. But that machine where you're making springs or even if you're pouring your own foam, are you going to be able to create your own innovation? And what happens when an innovation comes along in that technology that your machine doesn't do and the market changes? So you have to be asking yourself, is it going to change fundamentally enough that it has a, a, a drastic negative impact on my business? And some people might just be saying, well, it, hey, for now, it's a stopgap until that shift does happen in the marketplace. Yeah, you know, and, and there's also, so innovation is a big part of it. I think that's a great point. The other part of it is cost-wise, right? So look, it's so big. They're, they, they melt steel, as an example, since we started with that. They melt steel in their facility in Sterling, Illinois. So not many people are going to be able to do what they do at the same price, even if they're doing it on their own. So I think that's tricky. I think the expertise is tricky. I think it's really dangerous if you as a big company um, start you know, swerving out of your lane and doing things that are not part of your core competency. So I think you know, there's a lot of downside to those things, but it's got them thinking in a way that they haven't been thinking in a long time. And then Kinsley, the second one we're gonna talk about is the big keep getting bigger, right? And so what happens in terms of consolidation? So if the big guys making it up, the big betting brands are getting supply on raw material because they're using the leverage they have with the raw material suppliers, then are they squeezing out some of the guys who aren't as big and don't have the same leverage? You know what I'm saying? So if there's limited supply, there's a lot of people really upset and in arms because they're like, wait a minute, why am I not getting my shipments of foam? Why am I not getting my shipments of tick or springs or whatever those things are? And those guys clearly are. And so does that force consolidation? Do betting brands just say, look, we can't compete like that? Or um, even smaller retailers, right? So the big guys are going to get their orders filled. What about the two, three, four store chains uh, that maybe aren't part of like a, a, a nationwide buying group that has leverage? You know, are they getting their supply and finished goods? So what happens? Do the big get bigger, the weak, the smaller ones get weak because they aren't advantaged in this kind of situation? It's an interesting question. Well, and it's not only a question, it's a prediction. Right. I think the big will get bigger because even if you look outside of our industry at tech or automotive or whatever it might be, if you had smaller players in these different categories that don't have the capital structure to sustain the hit that's happened because of COVID, well, they're going to go away. And the large competitor that was able to maintain their business and get through that donut hole to the other side, they're going to still be around with less competition. So I think it's a really interesting connection to the, to the opening prediction of supply chain issues and verticalization because the people that do maintain those supplier relationships are going to be the ones probably delivering the most volume for those suppliers. And, and who's going to deliver the most volume? The bigger manufacturers. And so if they get preference, then who are the retailers going to do business with? Whoever can ship. Right. And that's what you know, it's all going to come down to. Whoever can ship. So keep, keep going with that thought, right? So if consolidation does happen, 
then you know you look at what Matt Matt from did right. So they went in, they bought up a lot of the good, really strong regional players and turned them into mattress from stores. And so that meant that there were less retailers for for betting brands to sell to, right? And and so that put the squeeze on everybody. Like, well, okay, they bought my ten store chain in you know in Wisconsin, and I can't sell them anymore because they're a mattress from, and I'm not on mattress from's floor. So does that drive, I mean, it did in the mattress from case when all that happened, does that drive more betting brands into the D2C space, right? So these betting factories are like, how the hell am I going to put pieces through here? And do they say, you know, the hell with it. I'm either going to go with a factory direct model or I'm going to go really strong with a direct to consumer play online and, you know, try to survive and then thrive through that. So I think the consolidation might actually push the D2C thing. What do you think? That's prediction number three, D2C yep. brands expand. Now, if you look back at some of the data that goodbed.com has been gathering and disseminating over the past, let's call it five to seven years uh, during kind of the advent of the direct-to-consumer mattress space, what happened? Well, y- you bloated up to 175 brands at one point. And then it started contracting because there wasn't enough business for everyone. And then the ones that did sustain their business or or even grow started looking for um, opportunities at brick and mortar. And we're seeing that um, full court press. Even if you look in the trade publications, you're seeing Nectar really making pushes into brick and mortar. You're seeing Idle Sleep partner um, with Country Living Magazine and trying to push into brick and mortar. And so they're, they're all still trying to find growth, it seems like, in the brick and mortar space with the promise that they're going to drive foot traffic. Now, what I think is actually happening is, yeah, I hear that they're driving foot traffic. But I would be really interested to see the media effect of whenever they place a mattress on a floor in Denver, what happens to their online sales within a 10, 15 mile radius of that store. I think they're all counting on the fact that they're going to pick up more business whenever people can touch and feel it and then head home and buy online, maybe at a cheaper price. So, um, but, but all that to say, I mean, do D to C brands now start expanding again because people are familiar with buying mattresses online and maybe just maybe, you know, one of the existential threats that Magnuson and Cassidy talked about, um, whenever they came on our show to talk about the galaxy's second greatest mattress podcast, they're about to launch. They talked about the, the, the threats to the, to the mattress business and um, these cheap mattresses being a big threat. So meaning if you go out during COVID and you buy a cheaper mattress online and, and at the end of it, you say it was fine. I guess it was better than going to a store or maybe I want to limit my exposure in the future or I just got familiar with that buying channel. So do they start buying mattresses online because it was spurred forward and the trend was amplified? COVID amplified that trend. Yeah, you know, I don't know, man. I I so it the the our prediction is interesting because you could say DTC is going to expand. So does that mean number of brands or does that mean the share of business, right? There's two things there. And well, if we say so, there's going to be consolidation in a prediction number two, then I think it's it's uh, it's share. You know, it's not necessarily they, the number of brands. I think well, the number of could, brands has kind of shaken out a little bit. There's always going to be new new players pop up, but they're going to be fighting for scraps. Well, you know what? It's shaken out a little bit because people who thought, oh, well, hell, man, I'll just create a website, hit the easy button and start selling stuff direct. It's not that easy. And I know because we did it with uh, Hero Bed and we shut it down because we realized that to feed that beast, it was you know, a minimum back then of 30 grand a month to drive traffic so that your conversion rates made sense so that you could fund it. But anyway, so let's talk about another prediction, Kinsley. Uh, health habits stick, sleep habits change. So, you know, you and I've talked a lot about the fact that we are in a, a place right now on this planet where there is nothing more important to human beings than their health and well-being. And it, guys, I, I, I want to say this really strongly, but I don't want to offend anybody at the same time. But listen to this part. If you 
as a business, if you're selling to consumers and you are not directly tying the mattress and pillows and all the stuff that you sell to the benefit of people in terms of health. So if you sleep better, you are physically better able to fight off infection and illness, uh, mental health aspects. If you sleep better, you're just you're better rested and you have a better mental attitude. Lack of sleep looks a lot like depression. If you're not talking about that stuff, then you're missing such a big opportunity. So if the health thing grows and then people's understanding of the sleep part grows, then where are you? Are you on the bandwagon? Or are you not? Yeah. We talk about when you're trying to get PR for your company, you need to tie your message or your story to something relevant that's happening in the world today. So if you're a mattress store and you're trying to figure out how to get PR for your mattress store, well, what's happening in the world right now? Oh, the Super Bowl. So you, you figure out a way to, to tie your little story to the Super Bowl in some way. Well, guess what? At scale, the number one topic on people's minds, health and well-being. Sleep is part of your health and well-being. And, and by the way, you should position sleep not as a pillar of health, but as a foundation of health. Because think about this, if you don't sleep well, and then you try to have a good clean diet, guess what? The hormones that your body's supposed to produce to tell your, your stomach to stop eating and say you're full, they don't get properly produced. So it's a foundation that contributes to a better diet. Um, if you don't sleep well, your body says, I want all kinds of sugary stuff. So it's a foundation that feeds into diet. Same with exercise. If you don't get a good night's sleep, can you go out there and crush it on the pickleball court, Quinn? Hmm, not so much, Kinsley, and I've tried, believe me. So oh, yeah, I, I hope people pay attention, man. Mountain biking's no fun too, except pickleball, I can like crash into a debt. For you on the mountain biking trails, like you could crash into a tree. So I think you need to be more careful than and I And I've do. done it. I've done it to the point <laughs> where I hockey pucked all the way down the trail and a kid was like, mister, mister, are you okay? <laughs> I remember seeing you that day. You were all cut up. You know, I, I was talking to my wife about getting a bike and I'm like, I got to get all the bike trails around here. Right. And so I'm like, I just don't know which kind to get in the most subtle way she could, she could possibly muster. She really nudged me away from the mountain bike because she doesn't think I'm very coordinated. She's like, honey, I just don't think that's going to be your thing. I think you need to like stay on the concrete trails. She's going to get you a beach so, cruiser with a bubble around it. And a bell. I want the bell on the handlebar. Um, okay, well, let's keep going. Number Hold five, on, we're going to do uh, our, uh, so this is a perfect time to do our sleep tip oh, of the day. Why would, well, let's go. Let's do that. It's time to become a sleep superhero. Ladies and gentlemen, bigger muscles happen after bedtime. We were talking about this a little bit. But check this out. Lifting heavy weights damages muscle tissue. And hold on, pause button. The reason we want to give you sleep tips is so on the selling floor, you can ask really good questions and educate your consumers and do what we were just talking about. Tie our products to better sleep. The sleep message is emotional and meaningful and it impacts every moment of every day. So here's your sleep tip for the day. Bigger muscles happen after bedtime. Lifting heavy weights damages muscle tissue. Training also tears down complex chains of proteins housed within the muscles. All of this havoc causes inflammation, which is a natural response. At that point, a chemical messenger system tells your brain to deal with the damage. Okay. So that's how your muscles get broke, the, the uh, fibers get broken down. So then your body kind of turns into an episode of HGTV's Fixer to Fabulous. Okay. The construction crew races in to remove all the damaged cells and tissues and they begin the repair process. And then at the end of the show, during the big reveal, the homeowners pull up to the house and they're like, wait a minute, the builders knocked out a wall and they made the house bigger. Okay. That's your muscles. That's what's happening to your biceps after heavy curls, for example. So your body produces growth hormones for new muscle fiber formation and to replace those damaged proteins. So over the, over time, the result of all that stress is adaptations in muscles that increase their size. And it's all happening because of better sleep, right? Right. That's how I got this big. Can you see how big? <laughs> Quinn. That's how I got that big. Operation it's game all that. when you're on swell. Okay, so prediction. Right. So we've gone through four predictions. We have, we have 10 total, and we give you a couple of bonus ones at the beginning. So we're on number five. Number five is pretty simple prediction. The Dos Marcos family. 
gets a lot bigger. And we already know that's going to happen because we're going to be helping out Mike Magnuson and Jeff Cassidy with their new podcast, which we're super pumped up about. It's called the Mike, Mike it up podcast. These guys are kind of nerdy, uh, admittedly, and they love that. And they're going to be talking a lot about the customer journey and what you should be doing about it as a manufacturer or a retailer. It's super deep dive data with great commentary, explanation, tons of takeaways, and a shred of pure comedy genius. Yeah, well, no doubt. And we said, guys, come on in. Water's fine. Join the fam. Love you guys. And they're going to be a strong uh, number two. That's what's important for them. They, they're going to be a strong second place mattress podcast, but they're going to be as good a, a second place as you could get. That's what's exciting about that. I was just worried that they might name their podcast Uno Maiko, and then mm. we would be Dos Marcos, and then we would be number two. So I'm glad he didn't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be that would be no good. So that's a that's a good prediction, and that one you can put up, put put uh, put money on. So that's going to happen. Uh, number six, Kinsley, customer journey much more intimate, right? So uh, think about things like texting with Podium, right? So you uh, we when a consumer goes in the store and they have an experience there, it's them saying, "Hey, put us in your phone. Let us communicate through." text with you, uh, you know, we, the people who listen to the show know they generated $50 million in revenue from it. Um, Texting, in, text payments. From text payments, which is insane. And then door counts, right? Um, two of our sponsors, and we're not really trying to insert them, but it, they're great data points to confirm what we're saying here. Um, the journey for the customer, the more you're making it easy for them, the more you're tracking it, like tr door counts does with the, the customer relationship management system. The more personalized you can make that experience with them, uh, the cozier you, cozier you can get with them uh, versus what your competition is doing, that's going to mean a lot. And the better the experience the customer has in the shopping phase, the better off you're going to be at the end of it. Yeah, we were just, I mean, we were just talking about the Mic It Up podcast being all about the customer journey. And prediction number six is the customer journey is going to be much more intimate because, and I really, this is crazy to think about. I really think it comes down to your ability to, to text with your customers. If you get to that point with them, then it's almost like you've held hands, you've taken a long walk, you've maybe put your arm around their shoulder, and now you're kind of going to second base. Maybe you're, you're about to slip a guy at 20 and get to the back of the bus is what you're saying. That's right. And, and this customer journey being intimate, I think is a really important thing to kind of evaluate for your business because you have to think how much of this uh, research process and the shopping is being done before they even step foot in your store. Because people want to come in educated. They want to come in and, and, and have something that they can hold up to stand between them and that which they fear most, the salesperson. So how do you start communicating with them when they're in that search process, you know, we had Adam Levine from Hero App uh, come on and talk about making virtual shopping more human. So the customer journey is going to get more intimate. Um, texting is a huge piece of that puzzle. And I say that because I've signed up for a ton of text message alerts from brands I like, and it's way easier and more convenient. And I just like it better than going into an email inbox filled with a bunch of crap. I like to get my text and be like, oh, cool. Like, I want to check that out or I don't want to check it out. And then it's easy to swipe and delete and I move on with my day. So that's why, I mean, that's why like if you're using Podium, make sure you're maximizing it. But if you're not, make sure that you can have that level of intimacy to aid in the customer journey, because that is your advantage over somebody who spins up a website and starts selling burrito mattresses. Yeah, no doubt. Well, think about even technology, expand this prediction a little bit. So it's not just texting, right? Think about QR codes and the way you can cozy up to the consumer. Think all the things you can do with a QR code. You can read a menu from it, right? We know that now because no one wants to touch menus and the, the protocols there. But technology is going to allow us to do things we haven't done in the past and allow us to do it at scale. And so, um, you know, a lot of things, do it at scale, measure, track, um, evaluate success. There's just a, a technology expansion uh, for people out there. So I definitely think that's going to happen. But that leads into this one, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. 
Kinsley. Hi. This is the this is the Mark and Kevin show now. Mark and Kevin and show. Kevin I'm Kinsley. Kevin. That would be a good name for you. <laughs> there's a there's an old magazine called Kevin's. And it always cracked me up because you had like these guys in blue shirts mm-hmm. and pleated mm-hmm. khakis walking away from a private plane. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I've, I've seen this scene in real life. So where can I get a copy of the Kevin's catalog? I'm Kevin, by the way. Yeah, Kevin. So that's a good porn name. If you ever decide to go there, you got to like have a whole alter ego. It'd be Kevin Kinsley. That, that's kind of a cool way for you to go, I think. And keep what, that orange jacket on. Right away. Wow. Well, I mean, I think everyone should have one in case they decide to go that direction in their life. It's Isn't always it good to have to that ready. Isn't it the name of the, the street where you grew up on and your first dog? Like you put those two things together and that's your porn name? Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm Palmetto Buttons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Palmetto Buttons. <laughs> What's your porn name? Well, I grew up on Route 1, Box 351, because I was out in the country. <laughs> so Route 1 Sam... <laughs> no, I think my first dog's name was Sissy. Route one. Sissy. Oh, that's so good. How about Box Three Five One Sissy? That's a better porn name, I think. I love Palmetto Buttons. That's uh, we're gonna get shirts made that say Palmetto Buttons with your face on it. <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't think Where's so. Your yes, right, and number- I don't like being yeah. shut down like that. Okay, I'm sorry, but for that, you know, for me to do porn would be yes. You just said yes, and let's burn them all. Yes, and let's burn it down. Okay, number seven, from data to doing, right? So you get the data. So we talked about putting them in indoor accounts or other things. So even with biometrics, Kinsley, so there's been a big like push into biometrics and there's a lot of devices out there where you can like tell what's going on with your sleep. And But I think one thing that has lagged is what do you do with it, right? So you have this information where it's telling you that you're not sleeping great, or you have a metric that you're looking at. I, I remember, you know, sales reports that we always do. And I'm like, what the hell do we do with all these? We spent all this time doing sales reports. Like what is the actionable outcome from that? So it's going to be people saying, Hey, this is really great that we have all this data, but what are you going to do with that data? I think people are going to get a lot more aggressive trying to figure that out. Like how do you put that into action? So for instance, if you have biometrics, like, what are you doing to coach the consumer? So bring them into your loop. So yeah, we're going to sell you the, the biometric thing, but then we're going to put you into a user group or a, you know, a, a collection of people. And we're going to coach you on how to use that information to actually improve your sleep. So it's going to go from, Hey, here's this, you know, data set into how do we use it to improve where we are in our life? Yeah. We have a glut of information and, the new skill set is how do I sift through that information? And in this case, we're talking about data. How do I sift through it and make it actionable? How do I sift through it and find that gem that I can make into a ring? And it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, that's why, you know, I was looking at some of the stuff um, door counts sends out because I mean, look, they're tracking everything from the people that come, like the number of people that come into to stores to conversion rates, um, sales. I mean, it's all right there. For example, uh, average ticket is up 11% from last month. So from January until now, now it's up 11% from January, 2020 as well. So also daily revenue is up 46% from last month and up 22% from January, 2020. So if you look at this, and you see that at scale across the country with over 700 doors where they have door counts, this is the data. And you compare your own traffic, your own conversion, your own sales to what's happening. You should be able to walk away with some actionable intelligence that, that helps you understand, wow, am I ahead or behind? And that's always a question I want to I ask in business. Okay, today, am I ahead or am I behind? And if you don't know where you're at in the race, you're not going to be able to make good decisions about how to get to a better spot or how to, how to maintain your lead. You know, I, what, I, what, what, what you said there, I like, because it also, the theme there for me a little bit is context, right? And so if your conversion rate is whatever it is, and then you find out through data that other people are at X plus five, then you know where you are, like you know what is possible. And so then you have to start saying to yourself, like, why can't I be there? 
or even on the sleep biometric side, right? If you're sleeping this many hours compared to other 52 year old white guys living in the South or living in the state of Arkansas, because you'll be able to get to that granular level, then you, you know, you might be thinking that, Hey, I'm doing pretty good. But in comparison to other folks, given the information that I have, I'm really not. And so how do I fix that? And what do I do about it? And it's all about taking the, the data and really using it. And people who help people understand how to create action and outcomes from the information, they hit that easy button. Those are the people that are going to really benefit a great deal. It really dovetails with what we've talked about over this past year, which is transformation. The companies mm -hmm. who help others transform are going to be the ones that win. And we talked about this in context of a shopper coming in to buy a mattress. That's your chance to help them start getting better sleep for the rest of their life and to open up a relationship. So think about this from a software as a service company or your technology stack. Who in that list of providers is actually helping you take that information, that data, and do something with it that's going to improve your business. And I think that needs to be a big filter. This is going to be a year where we go from data to doing, because all of this data is going to be more meaningful when we're trying to, to find our competitive advantage. And we're not willing just to collect it anymore because the dynamics of the shopper journey have changed and, and they're not going to repair themselves in 2021. There's bonus prediction number 13. It's Baker's dozen. Now let's go to uh. To, to prediction number eight. And this is a, this is a biggie. Um, there's a guy named John Battelle that, that made a similar prediction. We're going to call it the disinformation prediction. So this might be the story of the year because we're losing the ability to distinguish between the truth and lies. And that's when society is lost. Okay. So we know that this has happened over the past year at scale throughout all of the country and all of the world. We know it's happening, but we can bring this down to a granular mattress industry level. Disinformation is plaguing the internet whenever it comes to buying a mattress. And if we as a society can't tell the difference between a truth and lies, we will continue to erode. And if we don't have some sort of shared value, you don't, I remember philosophy class, I had a great philosophy professor. And he said, do you know the two types of societies that don't exist or will cease to exist? They're ones where murder is acceptable because if everybody's killing each other and it's acceptable, you all die. And it's one where lying is acceptable. Because trust erodes, a sense of shared values erodes. And just like the Romans, who all had individual philosophical outlooks on life, community values disappeared, those societies collapse. So bring it back home. We know that people on the internet are putting up websites and web pages that are designed to do nothing but get a consumer to click so that they can get a rake whenever they buy a mattress. They're not there to serve people. They are there to get on the front page of Google so that people who are navigating an, a, a very difficult process click on their page. And I think that this disinformation, I, here's my prediction. I don't predict that it's going to change in 2021, but I predict that we will plant the seeds of change and we're going to do something about it. So here's, here's the, the interesting question on that note, Kinsley. So we're going to do something about it. The question is who? I know you and I have some plans to go attack this differently, right? And as does Magnuson and Cassidy. So we're scheming, right? We got some thoughts about this. But, you know, I think it's also really important. And, and, and it's funny because... If you're if you're reading reviews and you look at one and it's all five stars, like any more these days, like I know you can buy reviews from India, and I know on Amazon they have this you know confirmed you know review system. So I think they're trying to address it and, and maintain integrity. But there's a lot of people that aren't, and so 
at some point, we're all going to kind of go, what the hell good is it? Like, do you really believe that they're all five-star reviews? And so if that's true, then what value does it have to the consumer? So I think that the deterioration of belief in that is going to happen. And then, you know, on the, on the, on the, you know, on the, the guys doing reviews on a bed, um, if we in the industry aren't calling them out for being bad actors and, you know, their lack of transparency on who owns them and the fact that every top 10 bed list includes their guys at the very top. And it's really all about that. And it's not about an honest opinion of the product. So there's just a lot of shenanigans going on. And I think people are going to get, I mean, I think retailers, I mean, I've already seen some evidence of it where they're saying, Hey, listen, beware of these review guys, because they're not all they're cracked up to be. And they are, um, you know, there's a ulterior motive in the content they're publishing. So I really believe that it's going to become a bigger issue. And I think we're going to see some of that this year. I think you at the retail level can take intentional steps with your teams to educate consumers whenever they do come in. And, you know, goodbed.com has a list of uh, mattress review websites that are affiliated with mattress brands. And it's a really good starting point. Um, so make sure that you're educating consumers about, you know, what happens with these review sites and how they're designed and um, use it as an opportunity. Because if you can position yourself as the expert, you should, when you're face to face with somebody, you should be able to position yourself as more of an expert than a website where they're reading something. So use it as an opportunity. Prediction number nine. Here we go. I told you in the beginning, I think we can all agree on number nine. But, but before we leave that one additional thought, guys, if you're listening to that, what, what Kinsley just said, if you don't position yourself as the authority in your market on the category that you're in, then you will give it up to someone who will. So educating them online with your social media, educating them on your website, potentially, even in your ads, part of your selling presentation, you got to be the authority. Kinsley, back to you. I, this great build up into number nine. I'm so excited about it. And I think you're 100% right. Everyone's going to agree. You ready? BAP. Go. BAP. BAP. Okay. BAP. That's prediction number nine. BAP. Hmm. Okay. So BAP is big ass pickles. Big ass party. Oh, party. Jeez. I like it. <laughs> big ass pickleball game. Mm -hmm. When's going to be there right in the middle of it? I predict a big ass party. Now, maybe it's a, a series of big ass parties, but as soon as people get vaccinated and some sense of normalcy returns, probably late summer and then heading into 2022, I predict it's going to look like Kenny Chesney at Arrowhead Stadium on steroids. Because people are wanting to get back together with their friends. We have a need to hug and human touch and connect and hang out and celebrate. And on the backside of all that's happened, we need a big ass party. We need to be together. And as soon as people get the confidence to return to social places and, and know that, hey, I'm not going to walk away with something or spread something, we're going to be having some big ass parties. And I think that leads me into prediction number two. 10. Are you going to shut no me way. down again? Yeah, I, what, what, do I get down. to no, shut me down? Do it. Can I, can I comment? Is no. it, does it have to be all you? Can I not jump in to make an addition? Can I not? Yes. And you into number nine so we can cruise into number 10. You get about pickleball again. I know it. No. I it. Why are you shutting me out? I don't know. This is dos Marcos. This is not uno Marco. Let's get it straight. Okay. <laughs> I love what you're saying. And all I was going to tell you is my dad, he's 80 years old. And uh, he got his vaccine shot and then he, he got the second one. He likes to party. Little Nick didn't, he got it from somewhere and it was Big Nick, his, his papa. But um, just for him, anecdotally, you know, he got, so he got his vaccine. So my, plan, my son plays varsity basketball for our school here. So my dad drove down and it's just this, this moment for him where he got out of the house and he got to come visit us after not seeing us for holidays. And I'm telling you, man, there's, there's just this really great feeling with that. And it's just me with my dad and that experience, but it's awesome. And it really did lift our spirits here in a big way. And I just can't wait. And I'm sure other people are starting to feel that. And I know my dad is like, you know, getting out of the house. So I just love it. And I think there's a lot there. And I think 
there's been a lot of fear and stuff and politics and, you know, all this crazy stuff with COVID and we're all dealing with the unknown. So I think is, is that we leave that in the rearview mirror and the vaccine, I think it's just going to be awesome. And it is going to be a big ass party. There's no doubt. Was that okay? Was that an okay ad? If I'm having a big ass party, I'm inviting Nick Quinn to that big ass party. <laughs> That's for right. Sure. That's right. I remember the last time I saw him. The last time I saw him was at Nationwide Marketing Group. It would True. be a year ago coming up this February 9th. Yeah. And um, yeah. It's so cool just to look out and see the whole Quinn family there cheering you on. You're dressed, you're dressed like a we we're grown men dressed up like rappers with gold chains on and all white clothing. And we just taken tequila shots with Harry Roberts, founder of mattress firm. And now we're up on stage giving this crazy speech, and your family's out there. We gave him a shout out, and it was super awesome. So I can't wait until we have you know the whole the whole fam together again and just party down. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. Which at this party. This is prediction number 10 at my party, at my, at my BAP. Um, just give me a moment when you walk in with your coat on and you're just going to go rip, rip on both sleeves and pull them off. I predict Mark Quinn ends up in a vest this year. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. I can't like, you know, we, we were on the phone with, uh, oh gosh, Ron Thurston. I couldn't think of it for the moment. I looked at my book from him uh, and I had a great call with him this week. He's such a sweet guy. Uh, Check out his book, you guys, Retail Pride, if you haven't read it already. But anyway, so Ron and I were talking about that and uh, he did tell you that vests are not fat and he's a merchant in fashion. And he told you clearly that the vest wasn't a fashionable thing. So if you want to keep wearing them, that's fine. He said the opposite of that. No, he did not. He did not. I'm, I'm going to pin a, an article in here about how vests are like out of now. I just have to share that with All you. All right. Here's what we got to do. We're just going to, we're going to take it on text. Okay. Text us on our podium number 843 Marcos2, 843 M A R C O S2. And all you got to say is vest, no vest. That's your vote. Vest, no vest. And uh, please come in on Team Kinsley here. It's game time. No, it's no vest. All right. My prediction for you is you're going to stop wearing that ugly ass orange jacket and you're going to get something a little better, like maybe a green or a yellow even. So we'll, we'll just hope for that. This thing is in fuego, man. It's hunting season. It's in fuego. All right. You should throw it in the freaking fire. <laughs> so there we go. We have uh, basically 10 predictions plus two plus one. We'll call it a baker's dozen. What are your predictions for 2021 and beyond? Hop over, you know, tell us. Uh, make sure and subscribe if you're listening to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe. Leave us a review. They help. I think we have 25 five-star re- reviews. Um, and in your review, feel free to also mention Vest or no Vest. We're open to that. All right, everybody. Thanks. You can bounce. Later, man. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable. Hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool as ice. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get high. You want somebody to get in your vicinity You probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity From alone, out of five, maybe one star Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar Mad back support, the best way to shack up Or just get rest that won't mess your back up Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist Or a mullet party in the back of the business Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus The ultimate hybrid Nothing short of cheap.
Keeping it loose while keeping it tight. We can make you sleep or play all night. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. No stopping when the beat gets played back. Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back. Party over here, get invited. Everybody get hybrid. Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses.